0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hooked on Sports. This is episode number two hundred fifty-seven of Hooked on Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasting streaming services. My name is John Flynn, and thank you so very much for listening to the podcast once again. And wow, 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 wow we have so much to get into on this uh, this episode we'll get into the uh, why mm-hmm. i think the philadelphia eagles look off we'll get into to the pathetic denver broncos defense i'll get into eric bienemy and ev- all the difference he's making in washington i'll get into the giants i'll get into the dolphins i'll get into the baltimore ravens I'll get into the National League Wild Card race, which is insane. We'll get into the the battle for the American League Wild Card. I'll get into the AL East battle and and, and su- subsequently the battle for the one seed in the AL East. I'll get into news about the Red Sox. I'll get into the zany week 4 schedule in college football. But but I got to go through su- some of the things that I, I saw in week number two in the NFL season, and th- th- and there are so many different different areas we can, we can go to uh, as we move along uh, the, this portion of this part of the podcast where we talk about everything from the NFL from the week prior. But let's start with the game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns last night. Holy cow. Holy cow! What kind of game was that last night? And if if you are a Cleveland Browns fan, you have to be pissed off. You gotta be sick to your stomach that not only did the Cleveland Browns lose that game the way they did, the way that they they let Deshaun Watson play and and the offense as a general play hot potato with the old football and and there were so many backbreaking moments in this game and that and the fact that that the browns who I thought dominated much of that game um, in in terms of the yardage in terms of moving the ball up and down the field the incorporation of Amari uh, Cooper into the game which in which the fact that he played was a massive deal and and some people thought that would give a big advantage to the Cleveland Browns going into that. Yeah, you, you you have you you. There's no way you could win. You could could lose that game the way you did, especially on the heels of the of the heartbreaking news that Nick Chubb is going to miss the rest of the season in all likelihood with a so with torn ligaments in his knee. And yeah, and that's going to be a Seismic deal, a gigantic, gigantic deal, for for the Cleveland Browns because uh, because Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the National Football League and 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 the offense was moving the ball up and down the field against the Steelers when he was on there he was he was breaking tackles he was gaining six yards to carry six seven yards to carry and then and then he tears his ACL. On, on, on a hit, on a hit by Mick Fitzpatrick, but I and and, and the, the the they and the fact they couldn't show the replay, the fact that ABC couldn't show that replay, to, to, uh, should should have gave gave everybody the warning signs that this was this was more than just a regular knee injury, that it it was going to be a a brutal brutal hit for uh for the Cleveland Browns. But de- but does this mean the Browns had no excuses to win that game? No. Jerome Ford, Jerome freaking Ford had 16 carries for 106 yards. The Cleveland Browns as a team, they ran for 200 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a de- a defense uh, that 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 gives opposing a, a running backs a, a really really hard time on on so many different levels and so many circumstances. And 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 the Browns a game in the division. They had this amazing opportunity to to start the season two and zero with their two wins in the division. Uh, on the heels of Baltimore winning that game, uh, setting up a an epic showdown between the two teams. Come coming up, uh, relatively soon. and and the Browns had this opportunity to make a statement to the AFC. Said that that they 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 were going they were not going to be the same old Browns. So the Browns, so who who continuing play hot potato with the quarterback position? Don't know which way is up and right, and and, it, and instead they found another way to let the uh, let the, their fans down on Monday Night Football. Just an uh, just a a terrible loss uh, b- both in terms of uh, of personnel for for the rest of the season. And when you when you look at the end of the season standings, uh, w- w- when you look at who is in, who is out, w- when you're looking at these teams, and I, and granted, I have both, I had both these teams making the playoffs. I still stand by that take, even though Nick Chubb is out. Jerome Ford should absolutely uh, get four yards of carry, five yards of carry at least behind this offensive line, which is one of the best in the league. Now, no Tyler Conklin, of course, because because of so because of injury, but still, the Browns' offensive line. Uh, it gave a lot of holes for Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford to uh, to gash through that defense last night. And and they and they couldn't win the game. And, and that's just not the the type of game you want to see from the Cleveland Browns. Now, on the flip side, Steelers, heard about it. Mike Tomlin found a way to win that game. Last night's victory. Last night's win for the pittsburgh steelers was it mike tomlin special mike tomlin remember he was the defensive coordinator for the for the vikings back in the day and and, and the and the, the steelers decided to go with the defensive mind uh, to be uh, to be the head coach after bill cower and, and and this is the same guy who's never had a losing season in pittsburgh on, on the heels of that of that embarrassing defeat at home where they got spanked and thoroughly pummeled by the San Francisco 49ers Mike Tomlin was just not going to let his team be denied and not going to let this team start 0-1-2 and with their two losses at home and and the and the fact that it, it, this was this was the type of game right because because when we talk about great coaches all of them have incredible cultures uh, you look at Andy Reid you look at John Harbaugh, you look at McVay and Shanahan. Yeah, Mike Tomlin's be, uh, been coaching longer than those guys at the same position. Uh, and and he's never had a losing season in his 16 seasons as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at, at, as their head coach. And I believe this year is going to be 17 because of games like this. And the fact to me that the Steelers did not have Cam Hayward who who is one of the best interior defensive tackles in the NFL? The fact that they didn't have Deontay Johnson, who 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 has been so reliable so uh, for Kenny Pickett on third down to get takes a lot of pressure off of him, and for and for, for much of the game was without Micah Fitzpatrick, who uh, who suffered an injury uh, on the same play uh, as 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 the play that tore Nick Chubb's knee for the season. The fact that uh, the, those those three are essential cats to what the Pittsburgh Steelers want to do this year, and the fact that they won that game was a massive deal, and and we're going to be talking about this game, in my opinion, for the rest of the season. When it comes to not 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 only what the Browns are going to be like with uh, without Nick Chubb, which is still going to be a massive deal when you look at the production on offense, when 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 you when you look at when when you when you look at the standings at the end of the season when you look at the division records when you look at the conference records when 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 you when you look at all those that the, the Steelers found, uh, found a way to win the game despite being outgained by 153 yards and and, and I think these these are the two uh, the, the, the two uh, people that that came, came up so, so big and so clutch and, and there there were some others Mind you, I think Le'Veon and Joby uh, made some big plays, but 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 the play of teach of of edge rushers T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, uh, and and the way they were able to dominate that game sp- speaks volumes to, to to what the Pittsburgh Steelers want to do. Now, Mike Tom um, T.J. Watt was my pick for Defensive pro- uh, Player of the Year, and lo- lost in the shuffle uh, of for, for for the for the. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in, in their defeat on on last week to San Francisco, was that T.J. Watt had an awesome game. He had uh, he, uh, he got after Brock Purdy. He, uh, he he was unbelievable. Uh, get getting to the quarterback. He played his butt off. He he showed he showed why the, the Steelers dearly missed him last year in the first half. And now that he's back, now that he's healthy. Uh, he, he can show the world exactly what he is and exactly the, the type of playmaker uh, that, that he was thought to be coming out of college. And uh, and, and TJ Watt was awesome. Alex Highsmith had two quarterback hits, uh, the, the pick six to start the game. And then the fourth quarter, um, a, a, a d- down by three, a strip sack fumble, which was recovered by TJ Watt, and, and he ran it in for a touchdown. Uh, this uh, uh, that uh, Alex Highsmith w- was was outstanding. It was unbelievable, and so t- and so clutch. He came up with so many big plays when it mattered the most. T.J. Watt, of course, was being T J Watt, and <laughs> the the Pittsburgh Steelers defense outscored the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And Kenny Pickett, I thought, was bad last night. I mean. A bad that he completed fifty percent of his passes. Um, to have, d- 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 didn't have d- for some some of the most of the game. He didn't have a great read of the Browns defense because the Browns defense, uh, especially their secondary, when you look at Denzel Ward and Grant Delpit, pl- played very well for much of that game. And 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 then you 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 you, th- you, throw, th- you jog the mental Rolodex, and and you you cu- you come up with so with with this with this laser beam to George Pickens in coverage which went for a 71-yard touchdown that, that 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 was like the only or one of the only splash plays the the, the Steelers made on on offense and 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 there's and still the, the Steelers offense let's let's make sure we're clear on this that they, they they still have a lot to prove uh, offensively uh, because not Najee Harris didn't look great. That at, at times he had a couple of nice runs in the fourth quarter, uh, to uh, to to help to help a, a part as help as part of the plan, but but Jalen Warren came up so big out out of the backfield. Four catches for sixty six yards, including a thirty yard reception. So I, I I think this is uh go, going to be a, a an incredible uh, a story here looming for Jalen Warren, uh, with with what he's been able to do, and and now we're gonna have this debate in Pittsburgh about Jalen Warren and Najee Harris the exact same way Dallas Cowboys fans have had about Tony Pollard and Zeke. and if 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 you look at Najee and Najee Harris, yeah, in, in in his first year, of course he was g- gonna gonna ha- take, take the bellwether, of 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 the. Uh, um, of the of the attempts here and uh, he averaged 3.9 yards per carry uh, in, in his first year 1200 yards seven touchdowns but a lot, a lot of big plays uh then then he then he went had this played 17 games last year uh, last year averaged only 60 yards uh 61 yards a game and now now for the first two games of this season he's averaging 37. So Steelers fans are going to be having this conversation about Jalen Warren that the same way the Cowboys fans are going to be having the conversation about about, about my guy Tony Pollard who uh, who is who is strong again um, on on his on his part but and and I think I think what's important here for the Steelers is I I, I don't know wh- what who I'm going to pick uh, in, in their game against the Raiders on Sunday night. I, if the Steelers lost that game, they they would have they would have started zero two. I, I I could have seen the possibility of the Steelers starting zero three, but but the fact they won this game, what what goes all the way back to the culture and what what, what Mike Tomlin set out to his team and, and the message that he delivers to his team in in mini camp and in trading camp. So that that was an unbelievable victory last night by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, so now so Steelers will be playing in Vegas on Sunday night while the the Browns will will come home to to what I believe will uh, to to be another win of against the Tennessee Titans. So incredible incredible win by the uh, by by the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the flip side and and the Chargers continue to Charger, the L.A. Chargers. I told you the Titans were going to win that game. I told you that Mike that Mike Rabel was going to outsmart and outfox the living hell out of Brandon Staley, because because the Chargers are allergic to winning, and and that that's a problem. That's a culture problem. that, that, that that's an organizational problem. And it and it starts with Brandon Staley because Brandon Staley has no idea what what he's doing, and you and Chargers fans will tell you that they can rattle off all these games over the last three years uh, that that they lost because of Brandon Staley um, not not having a clue how how to manage a game in situational uh, in situational football. You go back to. Uh, week 18 in 2021 where so we, where they took a timeout allowing the Raiders extra time to kick a field goal to make it to the playoffs where all they had to do was tie. That, then, then you had the Mike Williams debacle last year where the Chargers had nothing to play for and, and Mike Williams proceeds to get hurt. And, and, uh, and as a result, uh, when, when the Chargers needed big plays while the Jaguars were mounting a comeback, he was not available to, to receive them. And the Chargers were were without Austin Eckler on Sunday, which I thought was a big deal at at the time. But but there was but there was still no excuse whatsoever for the Chargers. That uh if if you are a Chargers fan, you you need to be be sick to your stomach. And also, this is this is a crazy stat that I found about the Chargers. Get 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 ready for this. In, uh, so, so, it, it, so the Chargers are the first team in NFL history. The 2023 L.A. Chargers became the first team in history to score 50 or more points in their first two games, zero giveaways in their first two games, and start the season 0-2. If, uh, and, and Brandon Staley, every, uh, a lot of people right now figure that Brandon Staley has the hottest seat of the National Football League, but and there's so much talent that, that that's on this roster. When you look at the quarterback, when you look at the high-level players on defense, when you look at the receivers, when you look at Eckler, who who uh, even though he wasn't a part of, a part of the uh, of the fold for the Chargers on Sunday, but you still gotta go, b- find a way to win a game against, against a team with mu- with much less talent than the Tennessee Titans. So. So, so that was uh, a, a terrible, pathetic, unacceptable loss, but by, by the Chargers over the Tennessee Titan, uh, uh, losing to the Tennessee Titans. So, so, so the Chargers deserve to be destroyed by by the national media and by and by the press for their performance on Sunday. Do you know who else deserves, uh, deserves uh, to be to be uh, be uh, to, to be scrutinized by uh, by the national press or by the national football media? The Chicago Bears because the Chicago Bears proved through the first two weeks of the season in two very winnable games against Jordan Love of the Packers and Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they lost both games by double digits and the Chicago Bears are offensive to the senses and the and the, the Chicago Bears have no concept no feel no clue that, how, how to operate as a team and win a football game. And, 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 and to me, the, 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 this, this, uh, this debacle starts with the quarterback. And it starts with Justin Fields. Because Justin Fields was atrocious against the Packers. Justin Fields was atrocious on Sunday on the road in Tampa against Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, the same guy that was run out of town by the Browns, not just not even a year and a half ago. the the the, the Chicago Bears are now are now zero two. They gave up their for uh, the 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 number one overall pick in the draft to allow the Panthers to move up and select Bryce Young, and and now they have a Justin Fields problem, and and Justin Fields has no no sense of awareness in the pocket when when, when the when his teams are down Justin Fields ju- ju- just doesn't have doesn't have the skill set and 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 the and the and the inner um knowledge and the inner intellect and the inner instincts needed to, to make the big plays when his team needs to to, uh, to win games and and now you look at Justin Fields who is now, who, who is now 5 and 22 as a starter uh, in the uh, in the NFL and uh, and it's not look, not particularly looking bright for for, for the Bears uh, c- coming up in, in the future because because they've got patch homes at the Chiefs on Sunday in Arrowhead. With, with Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson and the Fox number no. one crew. I believe that's going to be on the call for, for that game. And and Fox put that uh, the NFL put that game there because they felt the Bears were going to be an interesting team. Well, the Bears are not making the playoffs this year, and 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 there can be questions, and really, uh, and and, uh, about about everything. But in particular, questions about the the quarterback and the head coach can be warranted in Chicago. Questions about the quarterback and the coach can be warranted in Chicago. And this is not just Justin Fields. Now this is uh, this can also be uh, attributed to Matt Eberflus, and Matt Eberflus w- w- was a guy I really really liked in in the coaching uh, in the in the head coaching carousel process uh, two years ago because like uh, uh, he he got his Colts defenses to to constantly overachieve in Chicago. And so, uh, he, he, he ma- max, maximized talent. And, and and the Bears, uh, Bears, uh, who, uh, I don't blame him for 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 uh, liking what they saw out of him in Chicago. He he became the head coach. They need uh, you. You figure the Bears we get needed someone to get his team buttoned up and ready to go. But M- M- Matt Nieblaus can't coach his way out of a paper bag right now. Uh, Matt Nieblaus cannot get this team, especially his defense buttoned up. I mean, when Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield uh completely shred you to pieces on consecutive weeks to open a season, uh, that that that's a big time problem. That's a coaching problem. And that and the Bears just don't seem to uh, to find the right guys to uh, to uh, to, uh, to have the culture and and, and the uh, the, the culture and and the and the guys needed around to to build a winning program and, and and this also can also be attributed to uh, to to the McCaskies as well because you 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 cuz you, cuz you remember i if you listen to this podcast uh, when the, when the bears initially fired Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace to um uh, to, uh, to uh, and needed a cleansing. cleansing well, well the, the part of part of it was that it didn't seem that the McCaskies had a clue what the hell they were doing and and Ryan Poles who, who, who I also liked in the in the GM process decided to trade for Chase Claypool and now Ch- Chase Claypool who was run out of Pittsburgh by Mike Tomlin he's now being run out of town by the Chica- by the by the Chicago Bears and, and the second round pick that the Bears uh, gave uh, gave up Turned out to be the 32nd overall pick in the draft, so because the Dolphins got suspended, uh, a lot, uh, got had their first-round pick forfeited because of illegal tampering surrounding Tom Brady, and allowed allowed that the Pittsburgh Steelers to trade the 30s uh to pick 32nd overall, which which in, in hindsight was it was a first-round pick. They selected Joey Porter Jr., the guy who made the winning play last night. In, in the Steelers Browns uh, Steelers Browns game, so that was a terrible job by by Chase Claypool. That uh, and a terrible job by Ryan Poles. Matty Weflisky. I can't get, get 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 going here, but 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 more importantly, I think Justin Fields is in a world of trouble, and the and. Of course, the Bears are still a year away from just dis- from determining whether or not Justin Fields will have his fifth-year option picked picked out. But there are some talented quarterbacks that 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 are gonna that are coming out of college next year and gonna be in the pros like Caleb Williams, like Drake May, like Qu- Quinn Ewers, like Bo Nix, so my like Michael Penix Jr. So. The, uh, the, the this is this is a major 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 problem for for the Chicago Bears and it starts with Justin Fields and 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 Matt Eberflus and and look, Eberfliss and Polls can can go go to ownership and say look, we 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 didn't draft Justin Fields, it was Ryan Pace, it was Matt Nagy, uh that 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 saw that saw how. How awful uh, the 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 Mitchell Trubisky experience was, and, and and the only and the only reason they traded up for a quarterback was because their jobs were on the line, uh, so so you you, you can take that for what it's worth, and 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 if the McCaskies don't, don't don't feel like that's an argument because because they don't want their ego hurt, well 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 that, that that's on them, but so but but when 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 you have when you have questions about everything in Chicago uh, a, 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 a city that that prides itself on winning as as uh, the the third largest market in in the uh, in, in the country and, and and you're constantly talking about uh, uh, is talking about who the coach is going to be, who the quarterback's going to be when you have those questions, and, and uh, w- which nobody thought was going to come, uh, n- n- nobody thought was, was gonna, uh, go, going to envision when the season started, then that, that, that there are major, major, major problems in Chicago. And, and, and the fact that they lost those two games the way they did is it, a complete and utter embarrassment. And, and if you are a Bears fan, you, you have to be sick to your stomach. And, 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 and welcome. Welcome to hell. Now, other other things I saw in the National Football League: the the Cowboys smothered the Jets, 30 to 10. let see, the the Cowboys were uh, were un- unbelievable again. So it's, um, it's uh, that Micah Parsons uh, what was flying around. He looked like Lawrence Taylor. Zach Wilson had uh, had no feel and no clue uh, on what he was doing, and. And he he needed Garrett Wilson to bail him out. Well, with with a touch with a touchdown in the first half, a sixty eight yard touchdown, which was a gorgeous throw from Wilson to Wilson to, uh, to to prevent the Jets from not scoring a touchdown in this game. But 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 the Cowboys showed that that they are they are in the in the elite of the elite in the in the NFL, up there with San Francisco. Uh, and uh, and the Jets, well, they have a Zach Wilson problem, and and the Jets are 0 2, and they're not going to the Super Bowl. They're not making the playoffs with Zach Wilson as their quarterback, and 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 the, the Jets need 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 to consider all other circumstances because I, I think Joe I think Joe Douglas is up for his job this year. I think Robert Sala is coaching for his job this year. What what I what the, what he, what they need to do is is call is call Adolfo Mensah, Mensa, the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings, and ask about Kirk Cousins, especially if both team uh, if 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 this Ravens if, if the Jets lose especially if the Vikings somehow lose at home to the Chargers and go well, who always charger and go to zero and three. You, of course you got uh, uh, of course a scenario where where, where Kirk Cousins is not uh, is probably not going to be the starting quarterback for the 2024 Minnesota Vikings and, and the Vikings got to trade at Kirk Cousins because because the, the, there is a team that's totally desperate that they they know the media is going to be on him for it and 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 Kirk Cousins is going to be uh, is going to be Kirk Cousins with 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 the Jets now if, uh, as we saw with the Saints and Derek Carr. So K- Kirk Cousins has not had not his fair share of support from defenses throughout his career, but but still but still they got got to find a way to to get Kirk Cousins, uh, to, to play and get support from a championship caliber defense. So which, which was okay given the circumstances against Dallas. I know I know that they gave uh the team gave up thirty points, but I thought the Jets defense was. Okay, not great, not phenomenal. Okay, at best. So, so, so the, the Jets have a QB problem again. Everyone was th- was looking at Zach Wilson as the potential savior, and and clearly he's not. He he he. It, it's, it's an official quarterback bust. He's as bad as Ryan Leaf. He's as bad as Jamarcus Russell coming out of the draft. And the Jets had Mac Jones and Justin Fields available in the draft. They passed on both. And, and, and instead, they wound up with Zach Wilson because of one, uh, one pro day trial and, uh, at BYU at, at, at Zach Wilson's home facility. So, you, you, you can stick that where the sun don't shine. Uh, other, other places where we can go in the NFL, I thought the Miami Dolphins picked up a, a good win a good division win on the road against the Patriots and the Dolphins won their first two games of the season and they won both on the road. That was a big deal. The Baltimore Ravens, the the way they were able to win that game in Cincinnati while well, with with uh without key uh, key players on defense. I thought that was a big deal. Uh, uh, but I do feel another team that went to 2-0 was the Philadelphia Eagles with 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 the victory over the Vikings. But I just feel I'm just looking at the Eagles. I'm looking at their defense. I'm looking at the depth of their secondary. I'm looking at the depth of the linebacker position, and and something just feels a little a, a smidge off with this Philadelphia Eagles team. Now, it, it it helped that that you know DeAndre Swift was given the ball more than more than once, um, in, in a sixty minute football game. In fact, he got. I I well, he, he ran for one hundred seventy five yards uh for for the Eagles in their win over the Vikings on Thursday night. So, but but the, the but the, what got the Eagles to to be and um, being the, the the team that they were last year the team uh, the team that wound up being the one seed uh, to me was their defense and, and their defense just doesn't doesn't look the same doesn't doesn't have the field, doesn't have the presentation of a Super Bowl caliber defense. So, I, I, I really want to see well, what, what Nick what Nick Sirianni does, what Jonathan Desai does with, with that defense. Jonathan Gannon's not there right now. Shane Steichen's not there right now on the offense. So, but uh, and Jalen Hurts has been okay through, through the first couple of weeks. So, uh, and, and, and both of these games uh, were games that the Eagles theoretically should have won by at least 10 points instead. They won the first game by five points, the second by six. So, so it, it really, uh, and when you look at the Patriots' win, uh, that they, they, uh they they should not have won, won that game, but they, uh, but it had it not been for Darius Slay pick six, the Eagles would would have at least one loss, um, in, in the standings. So, it's just but just something feels a little off about the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll we'll see how they do when they go up against Tampa Bay in a battle of unbeaten squads coming up this mon- uh, this Monday night in at Raymond James Stadium um oh something also looking alarming is the Denver Broncos defense because look the the Broncos started this uh, have started the season 0 and two uh, and and the, and and the, the issues with the Broncos are melting and unexpected and and the, and the, and the the the, the Broncos de- de- were atrocious they were atrocious w- 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 um on defense uh um, o- over the course uh, uh of the course of the afternoon they gave up nearly 400 yards of offense they they gave up uh, uh t- they gave nearly 300 yards passing to Sam Howell and the commanders Terry McLaurin w- was terrific um uh, Sam Howell did an excellent job dis- uh, receive, uh, distributing the football that he had nine different players each catching at least two passes which, which is which is so good for for what Washington and Eric B. B. wants to do. Brian Robinson had, had two touchdown runs including uh, including a, cu- a couple late in the game and this is really a vindication of Eric Enemy. And, and the type of coach that he is, because for years, uh, he he he's been uh he's been an, an offensive coordinator. He's been a head coach waiting. He's been uh he's uh, he got he's he got hosed by uh by uh, by owners that want to hire white coaches over black coaches, and and, and now Eric Bieniemy is now showing the why and why he deserves to be an NFL head coach because because you look at what Washington was well for. Our, what, what it was, from Scott Turner last year, which was uh, often at times stagnant, uh, at times uninspiring. And, and and Sam Howell just went into Denver against Sean Payton's team and, and and knocked the stuffing out of them. He was tough, he was clutch. That, that was a tremendous victory for the Washington Commanders. And, that, and now the Denver Broncos, uh, you can talk about Sean Payton all you want, but the Broncos are 0-2. Uh, and and they, they lost their first two games at home to Jimmy Garoppolo and Sam Howell as the quarterbacks. Now Jimmy Jimmy G knows how to win games, but I think a lot of it was because he, he all he had to do was be a game manager, and and, and all he had to do in in the win over Denver Week One was to be a game manager, and and we showed uh, and the the loss to Buffalo on Sunday showed exactly why. Um, as to why he, he he's not the quarterback to to get the Raiders to the promised land, especially uh, in this uh, in, in this wildly competitive AFC. But uh, that that was a it's just an unacceptable uh, um a loss at home by the Denver Broncos, and now they go to Miami uh, um I, for for Week Three. It's, it's the it's the Dolphins' home opener. the Dol- uh, The Dolphins are undefeated. They looked really good uh, against some good competition. And and I I just think this this feels like uh, the Broncos gonna start zero and three, and then we'll see what happens in Chicago against the Bears, and, and both of those teams could very well be zero and three when the when they meet in Chicago in Week Four the fir- the first of October, so so that's gonna be a a story in among, in among, in and among itself. And also about the about the career about of, uh, of Russell Wilson. Now I thought Wilson played okay. And also uh, now now I'm talking about the offense. Now that we think about it, what the hell was was that with the time management? What was what was that with the clock management at the end? And, and what and, and what what about that play call on the two point conversion now uh, to, to tie the game now? Obviously there should have been defensive pass interference uh, called on Washington at the end. Uh, they are, couldn't believe in real time that wasn't called. I look at the replay a hundred times; still can't believe it wasn't called. But I, I, I gotta tell you that though the fact that that team wasn't buttoned up the, the way the way they are uh, the way they were, just, just speaks volumes as as, as uh, to to a lot of different things uh, in in Denver. And it's been it's been a shocking disaster for for the Broncos. And there's gonna be a lot of blame b- thrown around and. You wonder aloud what the Broncos might do for, with Russell Wilson next year because uh, that's that's a problem. Be, that, that's a problem that might that might and that might allow the Broncos to replace him in the draft, which would be really a really bad look for George Patton of George Payton, the general manager. I mean, that sucks if you are a fan of the Denver Broncos. Also, the Giants. I I can't talk about I can't do hooked on sports without the Giants. The, 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 their game was a tale a tale of two halves. The first half they looked rudderless, they looked gutless, that the, the, they they looked overpowered. Uh, they they looked overwhelmed against Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. And Josh Dobbs had it had, had things going on that that he tore apart this that Giants secondary, that Giants inexperienced secondary. Um. So 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 that was really good stuff by there. But then second half comes along. Gi- Gi- Giants score. Uh, had five possessions in the second half. So the first four were touchdowns. All of them were beautiful drives. And then the last one was a game winning. Was the drive that set up the game winning field goal by Graham Ganell The Giants win the game thirty one to twenty eight. The 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 largest comeback, for the Giants. Uh, the largest comeback victory by the Giants since the Truman administration in 1950, so so that was a really big deal that the Giants were able to win how they did. But but but, but what exactly is the takeaway that we're supposed to have about this Giants team? The fact that they that, that they were able to, uh, to, to win a game with the backs against the wall, granted against a bad Arizona team, or, or, or the fact that they still have a lot of work to do. This is year two of a massive rebuild. They're trying to recuperate from other... Uh, trying to uh reverse the damage that dave gentleman left behind uh, following his departure in 2021 so, um, but the, 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 there's the, there's now the, that's feel, feel great about but it was against the Cardinals if the Giants lost that game it would have been full panic mode where the Giants literally staring at and three well when they go when they go to San Francisco on Thursday night to take on the 49ers in their home opener, and the 49ers looked looked really good their first two weeks. But credit to Daniel Jones, he was so tough, he was so clutch, he looked so comfortable in the pocket. So he uh, he incorporated uh, Mike Kafka, finally incorporated Jalen Hyatt into the game. Brian Dable de- deserves credit for the way the uh, way he was able to rally the troops at halftime. So so that was really really good stuff from the New York Football Giants. On Sunday against the uh, 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 in the second half against the Cardinals, so go uh, good 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 stuff over there. So now I want to turn your attention to some non college uh, uh non NFL topics. I I want to uh, do the uh, do a, a quick uh, a quick mental check of where w- where I stand mentally on, on some of these wild card ra- uh, wild card races and races in the uh, in major league baseball. The Anna wild Card race to me fascinates the hell out of me because it's basically four teams separated by one game in the standings for the last two wild Card spots. You have the Arizona Diamondbacks who start today a half game ahead of the Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. The Cubs are percentage points ahead of Cincinnati in the standings. And then the Miami Marlins, so well, uh, who had an une- who's busted out the brooms and swept away the Atlanta Braves on over the weekend. They they lost a tough one to the Mets last night. A game, a, a game that, that that the Marlins had the opportunities, but they they really should have won that game last night. But, um, but 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 who but who exactly? are are the are, are the two te- are the two teams that that are, are going to get in because we're lo- looking at their schedules the diamondbacks they have two at the giants at home then three at the yankees three at the white Sox, and then three at home against the Astros to round up the season the cubs start a six game homestand tonight mm-hmm. they've got the pirates and the rockies five three games each and then they travel to atlanta Oh, fingers crossed for them that the Braves will have the number one overall seed clinched by uh by by then. Of course, they'll have still might still have something to play for, and then they uh, visit uh, travel to Milwaukee. They'll probably have their division wrapped up um, at at the end at the end as well. the The Reds uh they they they, uh, they uh, after winning two out of three against the Mets, and I don't think they looked great, even though they won two out of three from the Mets. That they, they did win last night against Minnesota on the, oh uh, with with the strength of, um w- with 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 the strength of Connor Phillips oh, who who was who was excellent uh p- pitching for Cincinnati they they got some um, big hits from Will Benson and Joey Votto last night so I I think you look at the at the Reds. And, and how they're doing and then of course the Marlins who have been widely wildly inconsistent um really throughout the course of the second half of the season and, and they they lose three out of four to the Brewers they get, sweep the Braves and then lose a lose a game to the Mets and and tomorrow and tonight's game is really a, a big time game for Braxton Garrett because um, the the Marlins will have to face Sion contender Kodai Senga on Wednesday. L- L- Luis Arias got his 200th hit for the Marlins, which I think which speaks volumes as to the type of season that Arias is having. But 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 the two teams right now I trust the most uh, right now are the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. I f- uh, I felt I felt much better about those two teams preseason than any than than Cincinnati Miami even San Francisco um uh, is, is still not, still on not out of it yet they could, the DyX uh the Giants have a chance to make a statement against Arizona uh t- tonight and tomorrow before they before they travel to LA and, pro- and probably have to uh play a four game series against the Dodgers who are uh, who are trying the last gasp effort to reel in the Braves for the one seed the Do- uh, the the Dodgers right now. Um, are, are will enter today's action three and a half games behind the Braves for that for that for, for the playoffs uh and the number one seed there so so we we want to see what how that's going to transpire of course the Phillies they, they they beat Atlanta last night and and they're they're well on their way to clinching a postseason berth uh, so within the next seven, uh, next 7 days or so so that's a great job by the Phillies despite the poor start so that they're, they're going to be a dangerous team with with their pitching with with Wheeler and and Mike Lorenzen in the, uh, uh, in, in that rotation so the NL wild card race really fascinates the hell out of me and, and, and where it, where it transpires over there so um uh, uh, good stuff over there. The, by the way, did you the Rangers lost at home to the Red Sox yesterday? So so now when when play starts today, the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be uh will start a game ahead of Seattle and Texas uh in in the standings. Um what uh, when when play starts today and and the Blue Jays start off uh, uh, they play the Yankees and the Rays the rest of the way, so that's not going to be particularly easy, and get, especially given the way the Yankees have been playing the last couple of weeks. So uh, not gonna be not gonna be easy for uh, for the Blue Jays. I I do I do favor Seattle and Texas taking care of business or otherwise, um and and, and making and making the playoffs. Is because you just don't know how much you can trust this Toronto Blue Jays team, how much you can trust the fortitude of this team um, going, for, going forward in big spots like this. So we'll see exactly how, how that's going to transpire here. And th- then you have the Baltimore Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays, both clinching playoff spots. Uh, um uh the, the, the Orioles are going to the playoffs for the first time in 7 years and the Rays are going uh, going back to the postseason once once again and by the way the Rays announced uh um th- th- that that the Rays announced their their new stadium they're expected to announce their new stadium for in St. Petersburg but a stadium there makes absolutely no sense given the traffic uh, around the Tampa area so so, so we'll see how that's going to transpire from a raise perspective, but I, I also got to tell you this that so that the the fact that the oils were who lost over a hundred games a couple of years ago are now on the verge of winning a hundred or one hundred games this year. I think that that's a major major credit to what the Orioles were trying to do this this whole time. A credit to. Um. A credit to to the Orioles and all the young talent that that they had coming coming up with Rutschman, with Henderson, with some and and even with uh, even with Kajursta coming up, uh, it, it's it's been outstanding throughout the throughout the whole uh, whole season. And then 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 Kyle Bradish uh, has been outstanding for the for the Baltimore Orioles with his. ERA of 3.12, which ranks fourth in the National League behind Garrett Cole, Sonny Gray, and Luis Castillo. So, the, and a little ahead of Framber Valdez. So, that's pretty darn good company. From there, he's been excellent um, the, the, this whole time for uh, for Baltimore. So, it, it's really coming together in a nice way. And also, the defense has been outstanding. So, yeah, got to give a lot of credit to uh, to the Baltimore Orioles. Who, by the way. Had a monster win last night, uh, uh, going up against the Astros. Cedric Mullins with a game-winning three-run homer in the ninth inning to to win that game for the or- or for the Orioles. Uh, that 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 was a monster deal. They were able to win that game and and, and make a little bit of separation from the Rays, who uh, in the in the AL East race and subsequently the race for the one seed. In the American League, because the, the the American League is going to go through whoever wins, uh, whoever wins that, that that chase between the Orioles and the Rays for the division, and one of them is going to have to be to settle at, as a hard luck wild card team in the American League East. So a lot lot of pressure really on both of these teams, but I do expect that the Orioles are going to are going to hang on here and and win the American League Eastern Division. Now, I, I can't wait re- really for for college football. It's it's going to be an unbelievable weekend, in my opinion, uh, for uh, for for college football. You ha- you have so many d- different inc- uh, fun games uh, that that are going to be on the schedule. Um, it, uh, on on the schedule on Saturday. You got um, Florida State taking on Clemson. You got. Um, Colorado taking on Oregon, a top twenty-five matchup um, on on ABC. You got UCLA and Utah also in the Pac-12. Ole Miss taking on Bama uh, on CBS. Uh, that that all those games are are in the three thirty window. All of them on national TV. It's it's gonna be a fu- it's gonna be a fun fun Saturday for for all those schools. I also uh, you also look at. Oregon State and Washington State uh, in the seven o'clock window, on Fox, and then you, you you have Iowa Penn State on CBS. Then you got Ohio State and Notre Dame. So you 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 have seven games on on the sched uh on, on the schedule uh, uh that are that that are games between ranked opponents, and and th- this is the type of of college football Saturday that that fans of college football dream of and it's, it's going to be so so much fun for uh, for uh, for everybody involved college game day is going to be at the Ohio State Notre Dame showdown in South Bend it's a game that i think Notre Dame is going to win i i am not feeling ohio state this year i i i i feel better about penn state than i do about ohio state through uh, through the first few we- uh 3 weeks of action for both of those clubs, uh, so I uh, I I I think Notre Dame is going to win this game outright. No, Ohio State is right now three and a half point favorite at the time of recording this podcast. So uh, I I I think Notre Dame is going to find a way to win that game. I think Oregon's going to knock off Colorado uh, because Colorado did not not necessarily play great. Uh, to their standards against Colorado State, a team that they should have uh, won by more than that, but they found a way to win that game. So, so, so credit, re- credit, we re- re- credits with Deion Sanders, but 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 o- 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 Oregon, I think's got something going on here, and I think Oregon, it can absolutely take care of business and knock off, uh, knock off Colorado. Um, so that that's gonna be a, f- a fun fun game there, uh, as well. So. Uh, you 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 have you have all all those types of games in mind, um, and uh, but, but I I am looking forward to really to, um this this Saturday in 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 the world of college football. I think I I I I think I spoke when I said I thought there were seven games, on on, on between ranked opponents this week. The others actually it's actually six. So as a part part of me on on that, but. Uh, but the 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 type of uh, the, the type of a classic college saturday which which is going to feature a huge shakeup in, in, in the rankings it's, uh from from this week to to next week so and by the way speaking of the rankings how about how about Georgia still number 1 Michigan state still number 2 Texas is up to 3 its highest ranking in 14 years Florida state was not great against against Boston College, but still found a way to win that game. Um, the, the the most of the rest of the top ten is still intact. USC, Ohio State, Penn State, Washington, Notre Dame. The, the, they're still all all round out the top nine, and then Oregon rounds um, rounds out the top ten with their with with, with their what was it, their 81 to seven victory um, over Portland State. On uh this well uh, on Friday night so 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 that uh, that was really really good stuff in in my opinion um over there and so so that that Portland Staking was actually week one but they they beat Hawaii fifty five to ten and they looked really good doing so they also have a a nice win on the road against the Power Five Texas Tech team uh, on the way so. I'm very much looking forward to this football Saturday, um, in in college football. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be, uh, we're, we're going to be dialed into that. So, on on that note, that's going to do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn. saying so long. I'm going to be back here on the podcast uh, in a couple of days. So for Week Three NFL preview stuff. So until then, have have a wonderful rest of the week, everybody. And I'll see you then.